It's the Tuesday after the Eagles suffered a very embarrassing 37-10 loss to the Dallas Cowboys, and as a result, things are happening. The Eagles cut Orlando Skandrick, they cut Akeem Spence, and they picked up a couple of guys off of the Raiders and Texans practice squads, both defensive tackles, Anthony Rush and Albert Huggins. I got the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, joining me to assess everything that's going on. Merrill, what was your reaction to the moves that were made last night by the Eagles? Dave, these are the kind of things that you see either right at the end of the preseason right at the very beginning of the season where they're still juggling rosters or when things are going badly as they have for the past two weeks for the Eagles where they feel they must bring in players that will give them a better chance to win. Now, these are not big-name players. These are players who have been taken from other teams' practice squads, but obviously players who the Eagles pro scouts feel have a chance to contribute. But I don't think this is the last of it by any means. I think that they will continue to jockey around and move a couple of fringe players off and some on, and then within the next couple of weeks before the trade deadline, I think there will be one or two very recognizable names added to this roster who they think can help. There's a lot of season left. There are nine games left, and they are not throwing up any white flags and saying, well, let's become Miami and and sell out and, and build for the future. No, they believe that they are a playoff team, and they should feel that way and they have to do everything they can to make this team better right now. Well, despite how poorly they've played, Merrill, they're, you're right, they're still in it. They're only a game out. And yesterday, Doug was 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 talking a lot like Andy Reid would talk, putting a lot on himself, saying that it starts with him, he's got to do a better job. Do you think that it's, it's fair that Doug is putting all of this on him? Well, I think that what Doug is simply doing is standing up and taking the blame and not going and ripping his roster apart right now. And that's something that Andy used to do. I know when Doug first came here, people compared him to Andy Reid because Andy has been his mentor. He's not like Andy Reid. There are a lot of differences philosophically in the way they run football teams and their individual personalities. But uh, when the the fire starts coming at the team, Doug stands up and takes the blame rather than rip each player apart uh, piece by piece. He's not going to do that. And Merrill, you mentioned all the fire coming towards the Eagles' way. I'm looking for what you think is the best solution to stopping all this stuff. We're talking about questions towards the Eagles about accountability, questions about anonymous quotes coming out of the locker room. What do you think is the best solution to make all this stuff just go away? Well, there's only one word. It's a three-letter word, win. Put together a great effort this week and go beat the Bills in Buffalo. The Bills are not a great team, despite the fact that they have an excellent record. They're a very strong defensive team, but I think their offense is one that the Eagles' defense can certainly disrupt. I think the Eagles can go to Buffalo, and I think they can win. And a lot of this other junk, and I do call it junk, with the with quotes coming out of the locker room and finger-pointing goes away. But if you lose and it goes further downhill, that stuff only gets worse. But you you have to stay strong from within, prepare, and go down there and beat Buffalo. That's all there is to it. That is the only cure right now. Following up on that on that really good Bills defense, the Eagles offense, uh, they got to get some of their playmakers going, Merrill. The wide receivers in total only had four catches against the Cowboys, two for Alshon and two for Nelson. And then Zach Ertz has been very, very quiet lately. How can they get going? I, I don't have any I don't have any strategic answers for you. I think it would be a great boost to this team if we're Deshaun Jackson were to come back. 
But again, you're dealing with a very sensitive area, and you're talking about a guy who's had an abdominal strain, and you don't want to put him back too early or you will lose him for the season. You want to make sure that he is ready to go and that he can stay in. And whether it's this week or next week or after the bye, I don't know. But at some point, he's going to come back and give them a tremendous boost. They are not getting what I talk, what I call chunk plays. Chunk plays are plays of 20 yards or more. They are not getting chunk plays. They're getting a couple of yards here, a couple of yards there, and they are giving up too many chunk plays. They have now given up eight plays in the air, or not just in the air, eight gains by opponents of 40 yards or more, and you cannot continue to let that happen. Now that is that's certainly a problem. I got one more for you, Merrill. There's something that we didn't talk about yesterday because I, I quite frankly, I didn't, I didn't see the, um, the, the play distribution list before our conversation. Sidney Jones, who, from our understanding, from everybody's understanding, and, and I guess based on Doug's understanding as well, based on the way he answered this question yesterday, Sidney Jones is not injured. But he played zero snaps Sunday night. None on defense, none on special teams. How surprised were you by that? I was surprised. I, I was surprised, but uh, they are doing it based on production. They are doing it on based on what they saw in the Minnesota game. And so they sat Sidney Jones down for a week, did not play him. So, yes, uh, that's something that they can answer as to what their reasoning was or what they saw. And they're not going to they're not going to point fingers and they're not going to belittle any player. But I think it's pretty apparent that they're not happy with his performance. Merrill, there's a lot of frustration, obviously, going on in the city right now with the way that this team has played at three and four, uh, not up to anybody's expectations. But how how positive are you that they can turn it around and they can go on a run and they can catch the Cowboys who they're not far behind? Well, it's it's difficult to be positive. It's difficult to be positive after the beatings they've taken over the last couple of weeks. But we have all seen things happen in the past. We saw them last year, and it's only one game, but we saw them play in New Orleans, and they were absolutely humiliated by the Saints. And not only did they come back and make a run and reach the playoffs, they nearly, nearly beat the Saints in a game in, in the second round of the playoffs. They were a totally different team. So I have seen things change dramatically, and I thought last year, Doug did an even better coaching job because it was more difficult than what he did the year that they won the Super Bowl. He took a team by its bootstraps and turned the season around. So it's not too late. There are nine games left. And to to start giving up and say, well, this team is dead in the water, they are not dead in the water. The key now is to win the division. And Doug pointed out, going back to Kansas City, one year they started off 1-5, and and won 10 straight games and made the playoffs. Still a lot of season to go, but as you know, they got to get it turned around Sunday up in Buffalo. Merrill, thank you for the time as always. The coordinators speak today, Jim Schwartz and Mike Groh. Looking forward to your thoughts and what they have to say tomorrow morning. See you, Dave. Thanks, Merrill. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese.